Hey everybody, just want to let you know with the Jim Cren No Restrictions app now available on iTunes and Google Play, it's absolutely free, streams 24-7 of No Restrictions. Make it easy on just get it today. It's on iTunes and Google Play. Jim Cren No Restrictions app. Jim Cren No Restrictions with Todd DeFazio. Jim Cren, no restrictions. We are at Bloom's, of course, the premier cigar shop in the city on the south side, right around the corner from Jack's, right off Carson. Stop in, say hi to Mark, have a cigar, relax. It's the coolest uh, cigar shop. Like I said, you, you have to see it to believe it if you haven't been here. Also brought to you by Yinzer Cards. Uh, somebody I know writes them and works on those with Larry Richard and Rob <laughs> Rogers uh, and Dick Roberts. So they're all available in Giant Eagle. Now, we, we got a, a fun show uh, today. Uh, as you know, we don't always have guests on. We, you know, usually it's just Todd and I just talking about yeah. important issues. Yeah, the important right? stuff. Well, I do got a couple of weird stories we may want to cover with okay. our guests there. It's kind of cool because we have a real journalist on. Yeah. No, seriously, we're a real journalist. I, I, Legit. I know. <laughs> there aren't many left. <laughs> Took a while to find one another. We found them. Yeah. There are not many left here. My friend, uh, Charlie Deitch. Uh, Charlie has uh, started a new paper called the Pittsburgh Current. You may know him from his 25 years uh, as being a veteran journalist uh, for the Pittsburgh City paper. And uh, uh, But the Current is the new paper. It just uh, it really just kind of started, right? I mean, you just said, that, Charlie, welcome to the show first off. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And I just want to, 25 years total, I've been in the city paper about 13, 14 years okay. over there, yeah. And where were you before that? I know you said in Pittsburgh at one point yeah. for uh, anybody well, who's a little older. My, yeah, I've been I, all over. I grew up in the Ohio Valley, and okay. um, I went to went to college, Youngstown State. Okay. I started working sports on the weekend. That's, I wanted to be a sports writer. Every, really? every guy who wants to be a journalist wants to be a sports writer. Because it's fact, yeah. Yeah, because you're like, that's the greatest. You can get into games for free, you know. And um, so I started working at my hometown paper for the weekend, on the weekends. And um, eventually I was offered a full-time position there, and – I always, I mean, I always wanted to be a journalist, but I also always wanted to be a journalist somewhere other than the Ohio Valley. I mean, right. of course, you come back, but um, so from there, I, I traveled for probably the next, I probably traveled around for a good six, seven, eight years um, at papers in Wisconsin. Um, I worked a, a, a couple of farming towns like south of Chicago, and um, then I ended up in south Louisiana where I worked um, in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana as an investigative reporter, um, which was probably like the best best couple three years of my, of my career that's pretty cool yeah like, you mean like when a murder happens or something you're the guy on yeah the, well like yeah tv shows yeah that's me yeah tv show on tnt charlie <laughs> yeah it's the reporter who it's it's not as glamorous as those guys on tv but yeah well and that's the big thing down there and i think it's always kind of i'm hoping it's better now but police corruption down there in south louisiana was I was there. We got a 12 episode pilot. Write this down. Yeah, it's write like it down. Take it down. Police I mean, corruption. Charlie yeah, breaks it. No, they're fighting yeah. him. You well, know, his boss says, You're fired. He gets back. <laughs> and I know the whole thing. Normally, when you hear about cops, like, you know, corrupt cops, like in the drug trade, for example, they're maybe turning a blind eye. They, we had a police chief who was actually running dope in his squad car from the Mexican border out near Houston or from Texas to Mexican border to Miami. He was running, Whoa. he was running drugs in his car. And there were all kinds of all kinds of, uh, of cops involved in drugs and involved in different in different stuff. And that's also when I first started covering immigration because um, there were a lot of uh, county jails down there to to support themselves. They would take um, at the time it was INS. Now it's ICE, but they would take INS prisoners. Um, and they would get like a couple hundred dollars a piece for them, you know, for per day or whatever. Wow. And they would just house them. Well, this group of Cuban inmates took over the jail down there. 
and that's where I learned that about these oh. draconian laws where if you've ever been convicted of a crime that they say, if you had a DUI and you are a legal immigrant back right. in those days, right. they could lock you up for as long as they want because you were a danger to society if you couldn't be deported. Wow. Um, so that actually softened a little bit, but now here we are back in the immigration nightmare again. So it's... You were like... Uh, you were hanging with like Denzel and training that King Kong ain't got nothing on me, Charlie. Nothing on me. I run this town, Charlie Deutsch. I just watched that. I just I didn't watch that. I watched a scene because somebody said something. I heard something. Somebody said King Kong ain't got nothing on me, and I got shit on me. And I'm like, that's one of the greatest lines in. Isn't it the greatest? I, I know. I love Denzel in that movie. Yeah. I love him in every. You know, it's funny. I watched. I went on a binge watch of him for whatever reasons. Yeah. A lot of them on HBO. And I started watching. And I know. You know what I noticed? He sounds like Elmer Fudd to me. <laughs> really? He mumbles like it's a little bit of mumble, like isn't that mumble? You know what I did? And then I started thinking my weird imagination. I was like, you know, if he were Elmer Fudd, Bugs would be in trouble because he would get him. It'd be like, right. you know, be very quiet. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Bugs. Elmer Fudd ain't got nothing on me. Not on me. I got you, Bugs. You're the gun. This is the gun. This is the gun. This is the gun. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me, Bugs. Look at me. That's right. That's right. I got the gun on you. Daffy Duck ain't going to get Charlie. Nothing going to get Charlie. These ain't going to get Charlie. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Right? You understand what I'm saying? Right? You better understand what I'm saying. That little mumble. Yeah. I love him. Is that a new imp- impression? It is. I've been working on it, so I threw it out there. I've been working <laughs> on it. It's not bad. Yeah. It's been it's, working. It's I did twice in, on stage and it worked, and that usually doesn't happen. Usually it takes six months, yeah. but it's getting laughs. So I'm like, all right, I'll keep working on it. Yeah. <laughs> you got that little moment. You know. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's close. It's close. It's like 78%. <laughs> So, so, sorry. So, Charlie yeah. is uh, the, the city paper for a lot of years, and now the current in. in it's pretty good. Cool. Now, what's it, what's going to be the difference? What's the difference with the is the current going to be like city papers? Is it going to be a Pittsburgh thing only? Is it going to what is it going to be? Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be the same size because as you go to Price Paper, there aren't a whole lot of options. <laughs> newspaper newspaper is so expensive, which is why a lot of people said, "Why the hell are you are you? Why don't you just go online only?" And mm-hmm. and I don't know. I have a a theory. Well, number one, Pittsburgh's a newspaper town. I mean, you're always going to have people here that want to pick up a newspaper. I think everywhere. Yeah, so I, I think agree. No matter what generation. <laughs> There will always be yeah. a percentage. Yeah. Just like the people that, you know, hey, I watch on demand. But guess what? Yeah. There's a percentage like going to the theater just for fun. Yeah. And there's going to be a percentage like to hold it while they're having a coffee. Yeah. Or walk. It's the way it is. I think. And so I think it's smart you're doing that. And I think there are younger readers who are discovering newsprint for the first time. Yeah. And I met a few of them um, the first week we came out, July 11th. We then spent the weekend at the Deutschtown Music Festival. We set up a tent and just met people, and um, I signed. It was kind of ridiculous. I signed my first aut- the first autograph of my life, and it was kind of weird. Really? Was How like, was it? It was weird. It was kind of strange because I'm like, I don't, I, I don't. This is just what I. It's like a job, and it's like you know, it was, it was kind of weird. It's kind of cool. I mean, I've been fortunate. <laughs> I've been real yeah. fortunate in my life to be able to have to sign those, which are great. Yeah. And I've actually you ready for this. I've had to, I've had to sign women's breasts. Wow. <laughs> yeah. In a rock show, you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it got to the point where you know. Didn't you know? Just get used to it. It's yeah, weird. Yeah. It's like you're. It's like you're signing an opet after a while. <laughs> it's like okay, here you go. Yeah, yeah I, I interviewed George Takei once, and he's at a at a at a one of those cons. He, yeah, he very, he very much very strongly intimated that he once signed a penis. At, really? At one of those? Yeah. Because it might have been whoa, mine. That's really opening up. <laughs> it might quick. have been mine, Jim. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I, s- yeah, I heard about <laughs> it. I'm kidding. I never met George. <laughs> Did you get it permanent, permanently tattooed? He's just so sharp. He just got the, just got the GEO on. I'm no, sorry, but he, you know, he said, you know, he did the whole. He did the whole. I've signed all He's, kinds wait, of body parts. How did he say this to you? Yeah. So we were just asking. That's something I threw well, up. The, this know, was people. like you know, kind of. He's kind of. This was. I, this was probably like. 2011 2012 thereabouts and um it was right after he kind of hit like on the internet again and he's just sort of he's big and um 
And I was just, I mean, he very, which I, I, I'm a Howard Stern fan. And so I was hearing him on the Howard Stern show and he was yeah. very open. And so when I've asked him, I said, um, you know, George, we talked about the, co- the conventions and I said, mm-hmm. what's the strangest, what's the strangest thing you've ever signed? And he j- did his whole, oh my. And I said, <laughs> oh my. you know, have you, <laughs> have you ever signed a penis? And he said, well, let's just say I've signed all kinds of body parts. Really? <laughs> yeah. I love his. That's a confession. Like, yeah. Yeah. Confe- yeah. Now. You know what, Todd? Have you ever been to these Comic Con things, these conventions? No, Charlie's I, talking. I always want to get a They're, table at. Them, I t- Charlie, tell him it's the craziest yeah, thing you could ever experience. It is. It's it is weird. The weirdest it, thing to me. Yeah, it's not the comic book people or all the right. That's what they're there for, right? Yeah. yeah. The weird, the wildest thing to me, the weirdest thing is you'll see like Playboy Playmates. Okay, they get this row I've never seen. There's like there's like eight play, but they're like from like 1978. Right. Yeah. So you see this lady who look her <laughs> yeah. p- picture. You're looking at her and she's just sitting there like you know like like. Seal from Squirrel Hill yeah. with right. tra- uh, laundromat now. Good, hello, yeah. honey. Yes, this, <laughs> is my, this was my centerfold. Yeah. My turn offs with, with no traffic. Turn offs with traffic. They like, do that wow. with wrestlers a lot, too. Yeah. When they oh, make yeah. appearances, yeah. they have their prime picture, and then you see them now. And it yeah. just doesn't shock me as much as the Playmates for some reason. These are the girls, like, you know, I was 18. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, it's, they're, they're, I, I interviewed. Um, and, but people go like I, I interviewed I did also did an interview one year with Henry Winkler and had a great conversation. Such and a nice guy. That's the fun. He is. Yeah, that'd be the, the king. He's, that'd be he's, the king. He's the, the best. Interview. And he said, and my my nieces were, you know, we showed them Happy Days and they loved it. And I just happened to mention that. And he said, Will you bring the girls down and I'll meet them? And wow. so um, I got down there and I said, you know, Henry from the city paper. He goes, Charlie Deach, how are you? And this must be Brooklyn and Abby. We talked two weeks ahead of time. Remembered the girls' names, took wow. a picture, signed. Them. I mean, he's wow. li- I mean, he's a guy wow. salt of the earth. He's really a great dude. He really it's actually is. and it's actually brilliant in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like talk about connecting yeah. and just doing yeah. that, man. Yeah, he made, he made like you know he made their he made their day, and I, I actually have a jumping the shark picture autograph by the phone. So that's cool. oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's not up is, yet at the current, but it's is uh, he it's your all time favorite interview? Because that would be mine. I don't know how you could beat. The I fonts. mean, that was right. that was that one. The font's the greatest. That one was fun. Um, Give me a bad one. Uh, who was a bad one? Who's a bad? There's got to oh. be some bad ones. There's a lot of. <laughs> Do bad you know ones. who was a bad? Like bad, this is back in the early '90s. Um, it was it was Kevin Green, but not so much because it was a bad interview. It was after a game, right? And you know how everybody just scrums around these guys, right? I'm standing in Kevin Green's gym bag, like I'm standing on his fucking <laughs> on his clothes. Sorry, on his clothes. That's not and good. he says. <laughs> He just kind of looks up and he says, "That's some ignorant shit. You're gonna stand in somebody's somebody's clothes." And, and I didn't like, even realize this. Like, <laughs> and I was just waiting to get punched, and I backed off. And yeah, just it's just silent. a six-six yeah. six linebacker. So that was like the West, certainly the one of the worst experiences. Um, but the worst kind of experiences a lot of times are with people that you really are like really looking forward to interviewing. And so I'm a big fan of this uh, of this sort of. Sort of, he's like sort of traditional style country singer Dale Watson. And I don't okay. know if you know Dale Watson, okay. but he was coming through Pittsburgh, and, and I've been a huge fan for years and years and years because wow. I grew up. My dad listened to Ray Price, and he's he's in that vein. I do this. I, I, the interview scheduled for two weeks. It's a phone interview, and I am, uh, you know, I get sick probably the day before, and I I never write down questions. I put down a couple <laughs> of pieces of biographical information, yeah. and then I just let the conversation take over. So, and that's how I've done it. I mean, I've always done it that way because I felt like questions right. were too limiting. So right. um, we get into it and I had all these great questions. I knew nobody had asked. And um, 
the interview maybe last 10 or 15 minutes and I don't even remember I don't even remember and I this luckily is your, I, I this it. is somebody you sort of idolize in a weird way cuz you yeah. follow him forever you listen yeah. to his music Yeah listen to his music I and know it this reminds feeling. you like he's making this feeling like he's uh, yes. he's bringing back like that traditional sort of sound that he's like sort of like the keeper of the flame kind of thing you know and um you know hangs out with Merle Haggard and stuff like that and you're like oh man this is the best and it was horrible it was, was absolutely just, was the worst interview of my was life. he just an ass no he was great he was he was fantastic in fact probably like four or five years later he comes back through town for a private house party um he remembers me um and we drank beers on his tour bus so he's so, like three or four hours. so the he's bad, a great guy it was in my it fault. was you yeah Oh, yeah, I thought it was Complete, him. No, I completely choked. No, he was the best. Oh, okay. Um, oh, I've choked many times. Yeah. Frank O'Hara says that to me. Yeah. Still till oh. this day, man. <laughs> my, I can't even speak to him. He's, he's the greatest. And my, yeah. I did have one disappointment, though, you know, where I thought he was going to be great. And I, yeah. You know, Rush fan, you know, and, and, and I, was, I was doing spring training. We're covering yeah. spring training. Getty Lee's at a game. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, Pirates versus Toronto. I think he may be a yeah. Canadian Toronto fan or something. Right. <laughs> but anyway, it's an exhibition game, and he's by himself. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Keddy Lee in a yeah. stand. So I walk over to him, and I'm like, hey, Mr. Lee, uh, we play your music on the radio station I work, and I just want to, you know, I'm a big fan of yours, and, you know, I see you're a baseball fan, and I'm, 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 as I'm talking, he looks at me and goes, get out of my space. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's my biggest oh, fear. Excuse when me? I, when I reach out get for out of my interview. space. Yeah. Is uh, it's somebody that I really idolize. Get and out of my space. Uh, you know, you get disappointed because they're yeah. such a jerk. But uh, I was so nervous the first time I interviewed Jimmy on 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 my. And podcast. I said, "Get out of my space, remember?" <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, what was nice about Jimmy is yeah. he he made you feel comfortable. He had this vibe when right. he walked. I was cause this guy's my hero. You know, like he walks in the room and I'm interviewing him, and um, he just had this vibe about him where he just made you feel calm. Yeah. And uh, made the interview awesome. So. Thanks, brother. That that's my. That's I mean that's, that's awesome. a, kissing up the boss. That's today. A, thank, <laughs> thank you, bro. I appreciate. I mean that's that a, that's, some, that's something and that's something you either have or you don't, and it's just you either have that ability because that's why if you focus too much on. You know, I mean, you obviously have a point in an interview where you want to get, but right. if you focus too much on that, you just you, you just can get up. lost in it. You yeah, can you just do. Become so you, nervous. You get lost stuff, in your right. questions instead of listening to what they're saying, and so that's how I've always tried to do it. My my, just I don't know why this seems to be. I don't know why I feel like this is the right format, but my right. my my celebrity sort of my my favorite celebrity brush that I ever had was way before I was a journal. I was a journalist, but it was way early. Uh, buddy and my buddy and I, we went to Atlantic city for the weekend and I was playing $5 blackjack, uh, at, it was, it was next to, it was Bally's or the one next to Bally's, <laughs> but they have the $5 table shoved clear in the back and I'm sitting there playing as this is like early to mid nineties. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> this guy starts talking to me and it's, uh, it's, for, it's weird. It's, it's Mandy Patinkin. The actor oh, yeah, like, yeah, of course. The, the, the well, Princess Bride, well, yeah. man. So yeah. I'm like, fuck, it's Mandy Patinkin. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, should I say something? Should I not say something? You have to, right? Well, <laughs> I thought, so we sit there, we play, and like, he, Mandy Patinkin's playing $5 blackjack. And um, I was a horrible blackjack player back then. You know, I didn't, I, I barely followed the rules, and... And so, you know, and back then I was making $17,000 a year. So if I lost a few hundred bucks, You're it, done. you know, Your rent's yeah, I'm, gone. Done no rent. yeah, I'm done for the weekend. Yeah. And um, so I just kind of lost a hand <laughs> and I just went, oh, and Mandy Patinkin looks at me and I don't, I don't, I've never heard this anywhere else as a gambling term, but he looks over me and he goes, you wearing the shoes? Okay. Oh. Are you wearing? I, I guess that means you know. Can I don't you know. Means like, are you? Yeah. What like, does that mean? I'm like, yeah. I like yeah, that line. I'm yeah. using. It. I said I'm, I'm doing all right. And then, because <laughs> so this was the time Chicago Hope was out, okay. and I said, um, 
I have to ask you. I said, <laughs> were you a doctor in a former life? And he just kind of looks at me and he doesn't say anything. He goes back to playing. And then a minute later, he said, my manager was here somewhere. We were going to go get something to eat. And he, so he starts looking. He played for like another 20 minutes. And then Mandy Patinkin got up and left. I scared him off, I think. because No, it doesn't matter. You got the greatest line yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. You're wearing the shoes. Uh, wearing have the you shoes ever heard okay. that? I mean, I don't, no, I never heard I've I'm never using heard that. it from now on, Charlie. Yeah. You used that. I I've, I've, used, yeah, I've used it many times. You, hey, Thank you for giving okay. me that. Can I use it? Yeah, please. Thank take you, it. man. Yeah. I, from Lynn Mandy Patinkin, it's a mouth to your ear. It's so cool, though. You went to Atlantic City because we are very much like I love going to Atlantic City. I used to play it before radio stuff. I played there at the Tropicana. A lot. You know, yeah. It was funny. I, I remember one week uh, we'd play. You said one show. It was like one 20 minute show a night. It was like amazing. Yeah. And uh, me and they put three comedians together for one hour show. And this guy, Ken Ober, who, who uh, unfortunately passed yeah. away, he, was, he did a show called Moreau Control. So it was yeah. before Control, he did yeah. the show. And uh, so they bring a guy in from New York. I was more of a traveling comedian. I, yeah. I kind of lived sometime in New York, but I was a Pittsburgh guy always. But, but anyway, uh, we're doing the show. We're, we're, we're afterwards, we always love to go find lounge acts. The worst. Yeah. If we could find the worst lounge yeah. act, it was the greatest. It, or, and we go into this the, the Claridge Hotel. Remember the Claridge mm-hmm. little hotel? Yeah. And in the lounge, and there's about 12 people. There's Frank Sinatra Jr. singing in front <laughs> wow. of 12, wow. 15 people. I'm like... Kind of as Frank freaking Sinatra Jr. <laughs> so we wait till he's done. He's by himself at the corner at the end of the bar. And I walk up to him and said, hey, Mr. Sinatra, great set. We're working. The, he goes, Mrs. Sinatra's my father. My name's Frankie. <laughs> that's Frankie! Awesome. So we hung out with him every yeah. night for like two weeks. Oh, that, that's, that's wild. I that's just awesome. couldn't wait to get over and talk to him. <laughs> it was great. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, lounge act, Vegas and Atlantic City lounge acts are like I sort of when I try to go to Vegas. It's like, um, oh, it's great. Big, you ever see? I don't know if you go to Vegas. Big Fat Elvis. You ever see Big Fat Elvis? Yes. He j- yes. All over I, Fat Elvis. Love Fat he's, Elvis. He's the he's the he's the. He's the Did you ever see Cookie trainer. Jar? Yes. Thank you very yes. much. Feed the jar. The Cookie yeah. Jar is the greatest lounge act ever, right? Yeah. Cookie Jar is awesome, man. That was one. Of, that was only one of my first couple. I back in. Like the early 2000s was the first time I went to Vegas, and I was like, "We're just we're we're out of money." Like after like you know three hours, it felt like you, it was there was a guy. I can't even say his last name was in case he ever gets hears the podcast. He may kill me or something. And he's like, "Look," but his first name was Sal. He's a lounge act, and he was really good. He was really really good. You know, like kind of looked like he Sal looked like he could be in a mob act. Like if the mob yeah. had one guy where right. they said, "Hey, you, we want you." Yeah, he's the guy. <laughs> yeah, and he did all the shtick, you know, yeah. and whole, you know, whatever. So. We couldn't get enough of him. So Ken Ober and I were all over this guy constantly at his show. And he finally, he's so Vegas. He, if he's in Atlanta, this was in Atlanta, so he'd be so Vegas. Like he'd stop the show and introduce us. Ladies and gentlemen, a couple guys playing the Tropicana. <laughs> Jimmy Crane, and we'd stand up and give the way. Well, anyway, <laughs> a guy named Open, your music, Buddy Greco. You know Buddy Greco? Yeah, I know Buddy Greco. Buddy Greco's working with him. He's opening him. And it was the weirdest thing ever happened. We're at the bar afterwards, and he's talking to me like he knew me for 20 years. And he's name-dropping everything, every name you could imagine right. having me say the last name. Like, uh, some, uh, you know, Jimmy, I'm, I'm in New York. You know, I'm having a sandwich with Woody. Woody says it. I go, Woody Allen? Yes, Woody Allen. And, he's like, and then Jack walks in, and Jack says, what are you doing, Sal? And I go, Jack Nichols and Jack Nicholson. Like, it's a con- and in the middle of all this conversation, the bartender, this is before cell phones, the bartender brings out a phone, a real, like, phone, a cord yeah. up to the bar. I never saw that. And he hands, looks at me, and his buddy Greco goes, and he turns, and he looks like I know him. Sal goes, it's Buddy. He wants to eat. Like that. Like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we're in. Anyway. Bizarre. Awesome. So you know, it's, it's, cool. it's such a yeah. cool little vibe, the whole gambling it casino yeah, vibes, the whole yeah, world what, yeah, of its I, own. And I've, I've, I've covered gambling over the years here, and I'm, I'm – 
you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of like, I mean, it's, it's, it's moot at this point, but I'm not a huge fan of community casinos. Like, and I don't, I don't go a ton. Right. But when I go to Vegas, it's like, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's like, Vegas. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the original yeah. deal. My buddy and I have gone at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, every year for like the last 15 years. Last year, um, he's in a serious relationship now. And we took our, he took his, brought his girlfriend, I brought my wife, and um, he said, I'm looking forward. I said, you know, because I went with my wife before, do you know it's yeah. going to be a completely different trip? And he goes, why should it change? And I said, <laughs> okay, bro, well, I'll see you there. Yeah. Remember those 14-hour poker sessions we had? They don't, they will not exist. Yes. In fact, we didn't get to a table. And, you you know, must not was, be married. It was a fun trip, but a different trip. But, <laughs> different you know. trip all the way. <laughs> when I go to Los Angeles, like yeah. every couple months I go to L.A. and I'm lucky. My buddy Mark Eddy is a brilliant comedian. We'll have him on a show, of course, in the future. Uh, he's so funny. And him, his lovely wife, Cindy, they, they host me, let me stay out there in, our, in their house. And their uncle is Uncle Jimmy, and he's the sweetest, kindest guy ever. And he's 94 years old, sharp as a razor, sharp, amazing guy. And his life, imagine having a guy 94 years old talk to him who's sharp and remembers everything. He managed the Sands during the wow. time of Sinatra. Wow. It's the most amazing thing to talk to him. And he said they would just jump up on stage at night. It'd be like Frank was there at like 1 in the morning, and if they were doing anything, like, Sammy would show up. They have a bartender in a bar up on stage. Yeah. Could you imagine being at that show? They're <laughs> making drinks and they're doing. They said, I said, how long will they play? Got some time, 45 minutes, some time for four hours, depending on whatever they want. I'm like, could you imagine that? I'm like, Jesus, that'd be so cool to see Frank in us. I know. That'd be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. What an I, era. I wish, like, I, I, like, I sort of, ju- when I started going, um, they had ju- like I just missed a desert in, and that was sort of like the <laughs> yes. you know I, I was at the new the frontier, classic. I was at the Stardust, but I missed a desert in I think by a year, and um, but like in the fifteen years that I've been oh. going there, so it's just, it's so. What he said now. in a day back in the day, we all yeah. saw the movie Casino. Yeah. They said back in a day with a, you know kind of the mob owned days, I guess we call yeah. it. It was they said it was unreal. Like you could you paid for nothing. Yeah, like if you went in, you got like you gambled even five dollars. Right. You got free drinks and steaks yeah. and. It was crazy. Yeah. They just wanted to get you into gamble, man. It right. was like the rooms are hardly anything, right. man. It's, it's it must have been a wild era. Yeah, we missed was, that, Charlie. Yeah, and I know, and I'm <laughs> so sad about that. I tried to connect with that. Um, before he died, Bob Stupak, the former the Polish Prince of Pittsburgh, yeah, uh, yeah, who owned um, the casinos, casinos out there was I guess he was the the la- the it was the the tower. Well, it was um, Vegas World was the original. Then they built the tower, the Stratosphere Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really wanted to do a story on Bob Stupak. And he hadn't been to Pittsburgh in decades, you know. But I yeah. really wanted to, to interview Bob Stupak. So I kept sending, and finally we were getting some traction, and you know, and then because I knew I was going out later in the year, and Bob died like earlier that oh. year, so it was just like. Yes, we just missed to it. Get but that knowledge. Those man. stories are so great. They're to, gems, to man. Yeah. That's just the pop culture yeah. Americana history, yeah. man. And I wonder if, like, hundred years from now, it'll all be digital, and they'll be talking about us going. You know, they used to go to casinos. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They used no. to go to them. You know, yeah. like, well, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. That's why, too. Like, I mean, I, I certainly have played online poker in my life, but it's just so it's just so different than like it's, it's, it's so the camaraderie and just yeah. the, you know it's like if you the put smells a bad, if you put a bad beat on a guy in a poker game, you want to look him in the eye and just. You know, oh God! Yeah, without saying a word, just like you know, give them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> do you play uh, uh, Texas Hold'em? I do. Yeah, I watch it. I, I love watching it on TV. Yeah, uh, my dream. We should go if you ever want to do this. Yeah, we got to save up and get ready for this. Yeah, because it's a. We should just once go. I just one time ten thousand yeah. dollars we'd put up. I, let's do it. World Series of Poker. Are you in? Yeah, we, I'm in. Let's Absolutely. Set a time. We'll yeah. save up, get ready, because you know our wives. We won't tell our wives. Right. What it's for. We'll tell them it's for charity. Make up a charity. Yeah. Right. To ours. 
our charity. Yeah, our and then charity. We, we, in ten grand. You, yeah. Because we have a shot. That's my dream. I want to. I want to play me? in the WSO. I mean, that's my yeah, dream. I'm with you. Yeah, that's my that's well, that's my retirement dream. But I'd like to you know get there early to win if the big I prize. Go out first. I will root for you. That's kind of guy I am. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate and I could go that. out first. I don't know. I could go out quick. <clears throat> but you never know. World Series of Poker could be unbelievable. Are you? <laughs> Mark just asked if I could sign his penis. <laughs> I will sign it, George Takai. All right, yeah. I have my initials on for you, Mark. No problem, man. <laughs> this has not gone the way I thought it would go. No, much, much no, better. you didn't think that. You didn't think that. But uh, <laughs> no, World Series. Of, what's wild and watch yeah. World Series of Poker goes. You know, see those guys and be like. Guy's a teacher, and you know, yeah. coming six, he won one point eight million yeah. or something. You're like, oh my god, it could be yeah. us. Yeah, he's yeah. got to get lucky. Absolutely. I mean, their strategy, but still, dumb luck helps. Yeah, there was a gambling. guy, a guy from I would play in Wheeling from time to time. There's a guy from Wheeling regularly that plays at Wheeling. Yeah, I think he ended up going, playing, going uh, coming in fourth, like uh, maybe six, seven years ago. Oh, Darwin, really? Darwin, some, but something. Wow. Yeah, and um, and then after that, whenever my normally when I go, it's when my my friend comes into town. Yeah. And we went down to Wheeling to play cards, and you know everybody's murmuring like, "Oh, Darwin's coming, Darwin's coming," and he will sit down at like a one-two table still. But he'll put like at the time Darwin Moon, I think, was his name, okay. or Darwin Moon, and he would put several thousand dollars on the table, and just it was just he was the king of that place. You come in was, fourth, yeah, you could yeah. do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's gonna be you and I. Yeah. You're saying there comes Charlie. Exactly. Comes Jimmy. That's what, it was like you know, it's not about the money; it's about the bracelet. You know, it's a lot about the money to be honest. It's with a you. lot. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm fine with coming in eighth. <laughs> yeah, I'm all in. I'm yeah, okay. Right, I'll, make, right, right, I'll buy right. my own bracelet. Yeah, they always look upset when they leave. I do cartwheels out of there. Yeah, you just want. You're, you're you're a teacher. <laughs> oh. You just want twenty ten or six two million or whatever yeah, it is. Three point six million. Oh, you can handle that. I really wanted that bracelet. <laughs> it is bizarre though when you think about the winner. Winning yeah. 12, 15, whatever is yeah. some crazy amount in one night or one, you know, yeah. one tournament. I mean, it's, it's the most bizarre phenomenal. Thing. Yeah. I think that's why we watch it on TV. I think it was because no, so I much it, money. Yeah, I watch it all the time. And now it's, I, I, I haven't been able to watch. They've, they've been running it live. I think like, you know, like, oh, really? it's like yeah. a 10 minute delay. They, they run it. So <laughs> you can't have some guy in a hotel room, like, you know, sending you down signals on what the guy has across from you. It's just, it's so, you know, but it's the coolest back in the early 2000s. Like when the poker boom hit, that was just, that was the best time. It was. Yeah, it was it was That's great. when it was getting huge ratings. You could on play ESPN everywhere. You could play at the fire. I would go play at the firehouse. So that was always, you know, until they started cracking down on those games. Are too, you pretty good? I, I'm okay. If I think for a home player, home game player, yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also I have my own I have my own it's it's the it's the it's the it's a tournament it's the it's it's a donkey fest to be honest but it's a it's a tournament that I have every every year it used to be around Thanksgiving now we have it in the summer because more people are in but it's just like a family and friends sort of tournament called Poker Palooza and am we, I in now? We, yeah, you absolutely you want right, to come play? Yeah, it's in, of it's course. In, it's in me? September. All right, I'm in. Um, and so it's just. And you've got we bring there's some serious players there, and then there's my mother-in-law there who will ride a pair of twos out to the river, and you know, and then right, call okay. you an you call you an asshole because you uh, <laughs> you dared you dared go the whole way with a straight, oh. and uh, it's but it's great. No, it's it's great fun. But I run the tournament. I've had the tournament for like I think like eleven or twelve years, and I never won my tournament. My own tournament. Most of the time, I would get drunk and, and end up passing out but last year first time I ever won my own tournament it was, there you go yes yeah, one in a row yeah, you're going so for no, two you're in, man I would i'm love ready to have you come i'm in charlie uh, 
Yeah, I'm excited. So play a couple of tables, you know, right. high stakes, 15 bucks. Oh, whoa, in, whoa, whoa. All right. $5 all right. bounty tournaments, $5 bounty chip. It's fun you're to not, knock somebody out. You get, you know, get you're not money. playing. You're not playing. No, no, no. It's, no, it's big. serious it's money. Big, man. When, you got, when you got the mother-in-law coming in, you got to put serious stakes. I win the jackpots a big day at the dollar store the next day. You guys come with me to the dollar store. It's on me. Comes on me, everybody. Take Taking friends and family's money, though. That's the sweetest. That's the sweetest 80 bucks I ever won last year. Nothing better. Nothing better. You pull the money real slow looking at them. Yeah. It was just, oh, it was great. And you would, I would bring like new friends, invite them in, and I would say, now look, this is not your run of the mill card game. My wife's grand, my wife's grandmother, great lady, and she loved to play cards, loved to play poker. Um, she's passed now, but she couldn't hold her chips, so her nickname. Right. Everybody has a nickname at the table, and she was Cool Whip because she would stack her <laughs> chips in a Cool Whip bowl. Okay, she would have this mound of, you know, and so you know, it's, it's, it's just so people would come in and they're like. Is that is it's that your cool. grandmother? It's I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's, that's my wife's grandmother. You know, she's uh, she's she'll be here for it's a couple cool hours and drink some cock, have some. She could she could put down some cocktails and play some cards. So that's it was, a uh, that's a Pittsburgh yeah, game, right so there, exactly. Baby. It's a Pittsburgh. It's a Pittsburgh card game. It's it fantastic. is. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. It's that's my kind of ladies too, man. <laughs> oh, they'll, they'll love you. <laughs> that's that's yeah. Hey, uh, the, no, the, the the current. Yeah. Uh, we want to get back to your publication, the Pittsburgh Current. Uh, where can we get it? Like, you know, we're, we're bay, ballpark. You don't have to get every, but like ballpark. If somebody's out there yeah. thinking, you know what, I like to check this uh, new publication yeah. out. You know, where where, where, where we? Yeah, get? we're 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 definitely trying to get as many as uh, many of the neighborhoods, like the city neighborhoods, as we can. Um, okay. We started out with we shot for like 150 locations to start out for the first run. Right. And that's um, a lot. I think we're like 175 now because we're monthly. We're able to. We okay. thought, well, let's just keep building and adding places. Sure. Um, um, and um, so, so we're in a lot. Of, we we have a, we only we only have about a dozen boxes, but we're in a lot of coffee shops. But the great part is, if you go to our website, PittsburghCurrent.com, we have a map. You can look on and you can see find your neighborhood. Okay. And you can also submit uh, a location, like if you live in a neighborhood. And we've gotten a ton of people requesting the paper out there. So okay, um, we're looking for. I think everyone's looking for another publication. We yeah. want to get different viewpoints. This is especially at this time. Uh, you know, yeah. we need to have more publications. We yeah. need to have more legitimate journalists, journalists that are trained, yeah. really uh, yeah. trained and to do this, to yeah. do the job, uh, not just opinion people, but yeah. just journalists. Give me the information yeah. and, you know, let me decide yeah. kind of thing. And, and, and let and me say this, that. too. And I know that they're, they're, it's been a it's kind of gotten a bit testy out there, but <laughs> City Paper has great writers and reporters i mean i i've worked with a lot of them for I mean, sure for years quality so it's, it's a quality yeah, yeah yeah it is and and you know a lot of people over there that i respect and know well and um so it's it's not really i mean if there's enough for all of us to go around that's sure. great because there is enough back in the down. heyday when there was enough for in pittsburgh and we talked before in pittsburgh and city paper yep. to both live uh, it was know, tremendous it was, yeah it was it was great i worked it in pittsburgh i was the last staff writer of in pittsburgh. i missed i missed when it went away because i love yeah. having the two just because you just have more yeah. stories that's just it you know yeah. now the, the stories in the current are you going to say is it going to be like news stories that were the, 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 the just journalists are yeah. going to cover the news in Pittsburgh, obviously, and yeah. that's it's going to be uh, mostly news. It'll be sports involved too. Sports. Yeah, so we yeah we're um, so we're, we have a news section, um, and I, I I knew that I couldn't start a paper without a news section because I think that that's one of the things that um, when I left City Paper, um, you know, I wanted to make sure that 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 there was still a news presence. And again, I don't know what their plans were, but I knew well, what this is your direction. My plans were right. Is is and I've always been news focused. 
But there's also so much going on in the arts and entertainment, um, arts and music here in the city. Um, That's right. That's right. And it's really, it's hard with a, even a weekly, even a daily paper to cover everything. So that's why in, a, in Companion with the paper, we're, we're really like trying to um, post more online and um, uh, reviews, for example. You know, when a weekly, typically you would, you would run your review of the play in the Wednesday paper, the Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're coming out. We're actually moving to Tuesdays for the next issue, uh, Tuesday August 7th will be our next issue. Okay. And, um, but, you know, the play maybe only has a few days left. So we're doing previews in the print edition of things like that. We're running reviews online. In fact, Ted Hoover, a uh, longtime theater critic here in the city, Ted's yeah. uh, going to start working for us as of next week. Um, yeah, Tremendous, so we're, man. Yeah, we're excited. Um, we've got... Um, you know the music scene here in Pittsburgh again is is fantastic. We so need, really you know, we to... need like the, the thing with Pitts, uh, in Pittsburgh and City Paper when had to put yeah. all those and they're all great writers. Like I said, in both publications, you know, uh, the thing I loved about it was Charlie. It, it gave it the music scene was really fantastic in the sense that we were able to read about different like you know the Clark's Affordable Floors, yeah. the Eleventh Hour, all these different b- bands at the time. And with one publication, you can only put so much, right. but. It will open up all the bands as far as getting people to know who they are. And it was amazing. Unless it was like a major show, there was, a, I mean, nobody coordinated, but there was always very little overlap right. of, of, of like, we happen to cover something, they happen to cover something. And a lot of that comes Which from the perspective of the person who's who's writing it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this person may be more into punk than they are, you know, uh, jazz. And, you know, we have, but we've tried to assemble um, a pretty good, you know, a pretty good group of writers Um to kind of run the gamut and we're really trying to be i mean extremely extremely diverse in in our hirings because it, you you need different voices i mean it's just right. it's been i mean i got the i i got the 47 year old fat white guy perspective unlocked <laughs> we don't need another one of those but um you know but um you know we're i'm i'm we're bringing in a lot of younger writers a lot of younger journalists and you know i'm going to work with them and myself and kim lyons uh, formerly the post gazette um she's in there she's my um she's my managing editor and so we're in there we had our first staff meeting last week and it was a little weird you know we're in there we're like mom and dad in there and there's all these kids just out of <laughs> just, college just, just graduated yeah just starting out but it's fun but some you know? great and, minds though yeah, that's how I, you're gonna I, get fresh perspective i met a, I, I i had a, re- a recommendation of a writer um and um i met him last night he came over to the office and by the time he left i'm like this like i i think this this guy could be a game changer like really, really? like with his knowledge of of with his knowledge of, I mean, there are a lot, there's there's a lot going on in the city in terms right. of 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 racial tensions and racial diversities, mm-hmm. and you know, I've covered those things for years. A lot of reporters have covered those things sure. for years. This guy, he's a, he's a writer, he's an artist, and he but he lives in that community. He's uh, wow. He's a he's a he's a teacher. He he t- he taught kids at the Schumann uh, Juvenile Detention Center. Right. So he's seen these kids. You're going to get up. the pulse. And so so yeah, the, he's coming on. Uh, his name is Corey Carrington. Um, some people may know Corey's a young artist. Awesome. Um, but he's uh, fan. Like I really believe he could be a game changer. Really? Uh, for journalism in the city, and and um, yeah, I'll, I'll take him for as long as long as I can because I, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be. You know, he's going to move up quickly. I think so. But he's been concentrating on visual art for for the last several years, and now he's ready to sort of yeah yeah get back into writing so and now yourself are yeah. you going what, what are you going to cover are you going to cover a little everything you think yourself yeah i mean you're a fan base you got people following yeah, you what are, right what are you now do? like that's what somebody wrote a kind of a nasty email and they said i supported your kickstarter and you haven't written a call one column yet about donald trump and i'm like i'm i'm trying you know <laughs> to start out you know i've been my partner bethany rue um she's the former marketing director at city paper she left a week after i um a week after i uh was fired and um 
I was just going to start blogging. And we had breakfast and mm-hmm. I said, I don't know, maybe we could do more. She goes, why don't we start a newspaper? And so it literally, we, so went, that's from, all this came. we went from breakfast wow. at the doorstop on Friday morning. Six weeks later, we had a paper on the streets. By the way. Was, you and I, we could eat together. Doorstop, best pancakes. Yeah, correct? it's the best. The Doorstop's best ever. The greatest, yeah. uh, that's cool, man. So you guys yeah. just sat. I'm glad you didn't go with the blog. I mean, the blog, there's enough of them. Right. We need, right. when I say legitimate paper, that's yeah. what this is. We're right. bringing yeah. journalists, talented people together, and, they, and you're going to hold them, you have people holding them yeah. accountable. Uh, so I'm glad you didn't go with yeah, that. Yeah, you asked the question earlier. We are, we are going to have sports. Um, um, Alan Saunders, a uh, sports writer who I think does some stuff for Associated Press and some other places. Alan's doing a lot of sports writers for us. Okay. We may have an announcement later today of a sports writer uh, potentially joining us and coming on board. So wow. we're meeting with them today, so we're excited about that. And um, the thing I'm most excited about is we're going to have a four-page pull-out comic section every two weeks. Like Tremendous. a full, like we're going to have, we're going to have kind of like the best of syndicated, like three or four syndicated strips. Okay. Um, and then we're going to have local artists um, who are even local syndicated artists like Matt Boers. Um, and then um, we're going to keep a section of that open for just a rotating. If you're a cartoonist, a young cartoonist, or if you're an old cartoonist in the city and you've got a cartoon you want to submit, we'll kind of rotate them That's in and out cool. on, on yeah. a bi-weekly basis. Keep it so, wide open for people. Yeah, for and it's good it's gonna read like, you know, you'll pull it out right. of the center and it'll read like a like a vertical, like an old time, like a Sunday comic section and um, and it's going to be cur- it's curated by Joe Wos. Uh, I know Joe. The Tunes Museum, yeah, He's the best. And Joe has a uh, Joe has a new comic that he'll be debuting. Um, it's basically it's kind of looking at um, uh, Pittsburghese in comic form. Take a word. <laughs> I remember when he was God. I remember when he con- conceptualized this. I'm glad it's yeah. coming out. He, he's a brilliant guy. Yeah. So you got some brilliant people here. Yeah, I, that's the thing. That's the like, you know we're just trying to make as many connections as we can. And that's what somebody said. Hey, are you interested in partnering? Like, yeah, I, I mean I don't even know what you're. But yes, let's talk about potentially partnering because it, it is and, and we are going to also be we're going to be announcing well, I think of what we've already said it in some interviews but we're also going to have a um, a community community advisory board okay um, and we're going to probably like six months term meet meet like you know once every six weeks or so to come in and tell us what we're doing right tell us what we're doing wrong bring in store like people will get People, these people will be known, so people can come to them with stories or things that need that's covered. That's a new. Is that a new? Concept? I don't know. If, it, that's pretty it, cool. It, it, that's it, it, an interesting well, yeah, thing. I, don't, I mean, I, I'm sure it's been done other places. Must be, but, 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 here, but I, I've I, never I heard of it. We're it here. Been, yeah, and so we just we feel like um, there just needs to be. We have to. We need to be accountable to somebody, and that's one of my one of huh. my things with um, covering media is um, we cover everything else. We cover every, but you know, we very rarely cover the nonsense that goes on in our own business sometimes. Right. That's why I think it's important that um, we cover media, but then we're also, we also have a standard of accountability. And so, yeah, we're going to be taking applications for that community. um, And, 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 uh, and uh, you can nominate someone to be on the board if you want. And um, yeah, so we don't have all the details of how many people probably like six or eight and, and we'll switch it out every six, eight months. And I think people will, it, it will allow, it will allow, buy-in and ownership just like the kickstarter did i mean that kickstarter was how did that work kickstarter did it, did it take off for you it did yeah it were it, it went <laughs> fast but the hard part is deciding like we decided to go kickstarter because you have to be fully funded and we felt like if we went there are other there are other platforms you can put your goal and if you get part of the money you don't, it doesn't matter you can have the money but we thought like kickstarter showed that we were committed to this saying look if we don't get this money right um you know we we you know if we don't make our goal we don't get the money and so we're talking, and I always like 
sort of like shoot big and somebody's like and so my partner's like so what do you think i was like i, um, I don't know we could you know what we could do we'd be solid for a year if we had 1.6 million and she said how about fifteen thousand? let's start there and, then let's go. <laughs> you know, and that's why Good move. that's why the partnership works a little Bethany's, bit yeah more reasonable exactly exactly you know so that's why we called it phase one because um <laughs> we may we you know we may come back you know and um but it's yeah but so we hit our we hit our date we hit our goal with about um nine days left i think and then so we asked for 15 we ended up raising i think close to 22 and enough so, to start everything yeah, going and everything without yeah. outside investors that was enough exactly well exactly. you know what you had the knowledge don't forget yeah. you, this is not a new this is a new right. publication but it's not a new publication Correct. in a sense because of your background right it's kind of seamless in a sense yeah. or the, am i wrong i mean it problem any problems along the way any hiccups or has it been pretty well, smooth in the beginning well there are two there were two areas in the beginning which was advertising sales and distribution we weren't sure how to do that so we had hmm. we had marketing and we had editorial down a lock and, and bethany's got a good business mind and so we had that down and um so I'd been thinking about, well, we need an ad manager first. We sold ads. Um, my Bethany sold ads. Her son went out and sold ads. My brother used to sell my brother who's in, who's in, uh, does title loans now, but my brother used to sell cemetery plots that get down in Ohio Valley, down in Chester, West Virginia. Okay. He would sell cemetery plots or it was in Wheeling cemetery plots on the hillside overlooking the river. And he okay. would get these folks up there in their, you know, in their advancing years. And You're going to be on that tree, say, under that tree like that, that? Look at that beautiful view. Yeah. Could you imagine you spend eternity by that? I'm in. I'm, you, I'm, yeah. I'm buying. I'm and buying too. Like, so if you can sell a view to somebody who's never going to see it, this I is good. That's pretty good. That is a great salesperson. So he came on. He, he did some sales for us. <laughs> but we knew, you know, we didn't really have, and we used whatever contacts we could. So we knew we needed a sales manager. And... um Whenever he walks around at the end of the day in a rough day, <laughs> God damn it, it wasn't like this with cemetery sales. <laughs> well, yeah, we said that many times over the years. Like, oh, do you remember when I was selling those plots and wheeling? Oh, My God, it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so it's easy. like taking candy from a baby. <laughs> Nothing that a, Vista, a beautiful Vista can sell. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. so I was thinking, and honestly, um, you know, I've been at City Paper for like 13 years or so, and so I know that there are sales folks there. But, you know, you start it, to think, okay, what should we do? But... Um, Paul Klatskin, who was the um, advertising, one of the advertising reps there, he reached out to me, and I was thinking about him, uh, but it just he reached out to me first, and we we worked it out. Um, he and the, no, the numbers. And I, the, so far, it's not been a how long now? Would you say? Uh, we've when been out this? since July 11th. Just the one issue so far. So That's thing, like we were ready a week later to put out another issue, so we were like, okay, let's keep going. And you know, I mean, we um, first are you going to go weekly soon? Uh, you know, I don't know because I've talked to other. We also got uh, Dan Savage, um, the national columnist, um, sex, sex advice columnist. Dan Savage is yeah. now with us. And he also runs a paper called The Stranger in Seattle. And Dan, they moved to twice monthly um, about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. And he said, look, he said, I got to tell you, he said, this is this is really the ticket. So we plan to go. We planned originally planned to go weekly early next year. But I think we're going to play this for a while and see how it plays out. Well, you're going to get more quality, you're saying, because you have more time. That's correct. Yeah. More of a magazine magazine kind of vibe. In other words, we are going to, you know, as page count grows, we are going to be doing more um, like longer, like putting long form features back in the alt media is what I really want to do is to get those 3,000 3,500 word stories little old school for new school exactly exactly and we just I just want like um, you know 
it's a horizontal like reading a long story is like a horizontal affair you know it's right like, you can read online but you're like jesus how long is this story and you know <laughs> but you just, the paper you could flip and you've got the art breaking it up and it's just so it's that's something that i've really missed um and it was a decision at city paper we had to do i mean mm-hmm. it was the, the business at that when we made that decision the business was just crumbling and well. I, the business is that's what the business the business is in a lot better shape now i think than it than it, than it was oh it's definitely coming back and I, like i said i'm so happy we could pick this up in heart you know copy form yeah and online obviously yeah uh, the pittsburgh current charlie Dees. thanks for being on the show brother and, oh, and uh, my new uh, world series of poker partner absolutely at poker palooza 2018 i'll be invited. there All we right. have to go to rivers and practice we gotta go yeah. practice man charlie i gotta <laughs> practice our game man absolutely we gotta keep our shoes how would we keep our shoes on what's our line uh, uh, uh how you how, how are you are you wearing the shoes okay we gotta yes we gotta and make you, sure and you we need wear. to kind of get it down a little low and you like mandy to lean be, in. you got you carry how are you wearing your shoes you wearing the shoes okay when your shoes okay, Carrie. <laughs> Can't get Homeland on my head. Now. <laughs> this is fun. You're the best. It. Thanks, brother. Always welcome. Thanks, Thank Charlie. You. Charlie Beach. Jim Cren, no restrictions. No restrictions. Hey, everybody. Just want to let you know with the Jim Cren No Restrictions app now available on iTunes and Google Play. It's absolutely free. Streams 24 7 of No Restrictions. Make it easy on just get it today. It's on iTunes and Google Play. Jim Cren No Restrictions app.